And joining us now is the Hall of Fame wide receiver Tim Brown from the Oakland Raiders. He won the Heisman Trophy at Notre Dame, was drafted sixth overall in the 1988 NFL Draft, was a nine-time Pro Bowler in the NFL. He's a husband, father, and a man of faith, and he wrote the book called The Making of a Man. Tim, so great to have you back on Unpacking It. How are you? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Really uh, glad to have you on. And, and it was a, a wild week in the NFL. And, and your former team, <laughs> the, the, the Raiders, ended up stealing some of the, the major headlines trading for Antonio Brown. And so how impactful do you believe he can be on this team? Oh, man, you know, I think he can make all the difference in the world. You know, I mean, anytime you have a go-to guy, everybody's going to be paying attention to him. So even if he's not putting up 150 yards a week, he's going to have a great uh, impact on the game. And that's uh, that's what you need. I, I don't think the Raiders, you know, Mari was that guy, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, but last year he really never got into, uh, got into the groove with this offense. So, um, so I think it'd be great for Gruden and, and Carr and the guys to have somebody that they know they can, uh, they can hang on to. Were, were you surprised by this move or, or did you kind of see it coming? Um, well, you know, I, I thought that Antonio was really hurting himself by some of the things he was doing on Twitter and, and all that uh, kind of stuff, you know, and, uh, you know, I kept saying to people around me, you know, I hope this guy signs quick, quickly, you know, before people just say, we don't want to deal with this guy. So, uh, but I think from that standpoint, you know, I got a, a heads up from the Raiders three or four days ahead of, ahead of time that they were going to you know, take a shot at him. And uh, so they gave me his number, had me to call him and do all that stuff. So, so I guess uh, by the time the deal was signed, I was, I was expecting the deal to be signed. That's right. So it was a big move for sure. And so as you think back to, to your career, were, were there times when there were players added to the locker room or, or even players in that locker room while you were playing that maybe had the reputation of, of being uh, you know selfish or just some of the things that are coming with Antonio Brown with how he demonstrated you know his kind of behavior in Pittsburgh how, how do you as a leader in the locker room kind of handle that and embrace that well you know you, you embrace what he does in the football field and uh, you have to deal with what happens in the locker room but you know the great thing about the locker room whatever happens in the locker room should stay in the locker room uh, but I think as long as that selfishness doesn't show up show up on the football field then everything will be fine, you know. And uh, But if he wants to have his teammates to have his back, if he wants Raider Nation to have his back, then I think the thing that he, he's going to understand pretty quickly is, you know, he's going to have to show a side to Raider Nation that they can adapt to. So the best thing, you know, and probably the worst thing that can happen to him at this point is to be prepared uh, compared to me. Yeah. Because everybody, you know, look at me and the way I handle things and uh, and the way I went out and played the game, and so if you go out and play great football, that's one thing. But if you, if you don't play great football and you're known to be selfish, you know, people are going to, you know, uh, it's always going to be a tough, tough deal for him. But, you know, I think this guy has such a, a upside that uh, Raider Nation is going to forgive a lot of things that he, he may do <laughs> because of some of the things he's going to be doing on the football field. Uh, that, that's right. Hall of Famer Tim Brown, our guest right now on Unpacking It. And, and, and guys like you who, you know, played with, uh, you know, a level of, of respect and, and, and leadership and character, now as a, you know, a former player, a Hall of Fame player, do you find that this generation of players looks to you and, and listens to you? Do they seek out advice? What, what's that dynamic like? 
Well, I don't think they seek out advice, but uh, at the same time, you know, having a conversation with Antonio, he was very, very respectful and, uh, you know, aware of my career, uh, you know, so I, I think from that standpoint, it was, uh, it was, it was good. It was refreshing for me because I don't have an opportunity to speak with many of these guys mm. and uh, to have that opportunity to speak with him and to have him say some of the things that he said was, uh, was, you know, was, was very, very, like I said, refreshing. You know, I think, I think the league, you know, I, I blame a lot of this on the league. Mm. You know, we told the league back when we were walking out in 2005, that there were certain things that they needed to do. I mean, if they wanted these young guys to have great respect for for the players who were going out, you know, uh, there was there were some things that they needed to do differently. You know, to to make sure that you put these guys on a real pedestal. Make sure you understand that these guys who have played the game and dedicated their lives and did this, they are worthy of whatever it is. You know, but I think from you know when the league just sort of treats us like, hey, hey, thanks guys, we appreciate you, hmm. then you know these guys look around and say, well. What? Why should I be a Hall of Famer? What? What is that going to do for me? Hmm. You know, and they they don't really feel the need to be to play long enough or to do all the things they need to do to be a Hall of Famer. Wow! No, that's a fascinating perspective. So, so what are some of those practical things you think could happen, and and why aren't they happening? Why why wouldn't the league want that? Well, you know, I just think the league is is so used to being the league, and it's such a huge huge deal and they know they don't have to do anything. Uh, But I think they're seeing now that, you know, the guys, you look at, you know, the guys who retired, they retired maybe early, Mm. you know, because they got 50, 60, 70, $80 million in the bank. So, you know, the hall of fame is not going to put that much more money in their pocket per se. So why should they keep playing? If, um, you know, if, if there's no real monetary value to them playing, uh, being a hall of famer, they don't, you know, some of these guys, you know, their moms and dad could care less if, they, if they're in the Hall of Fame. Hmm. Mom got a bad car and a nice house. She cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so I, I don't know what those things are, you know, whether monetary or not. But I just think if, if you make being a Hall of Famer worth something or, uh, you know, you have your privileges, privileges because you're a Hall of Famer, I just think, you know, I mean, because when I walk in a room and somebody lets me go to the front because I'm a Hall of Famer, I didn't just make any money. You know, I didn't make any money doing that. But at the same time, that was a privilege because of me being a Hall of Famer. And, and man, that recognition separates you from all the other players that played. And I, it's just interesting right. to hear that it's been, uh, yeah, not as elevated as it, as it really should. And, and even along those lines, we're talking with Tim Brown here on Unpacking It. Another thing that I think gets lost in all of this, and it's free agent week, and, and so guys are switching teams. And, and for somebody like you, you're, you know, you're known as Mr. Raider, and you spent 16 seasons with the franchise. And, and even though you spent you know, your final year with, with Tampa, you're a, you're a Raider. And it's just not right. as common in today's really sports landscape spending your entire career with one team. What, what do you think players miss out by by not embracing that and, and how short sighted may they be because they're always chasing that next team, that next contract, which happens to be somewhere else. Yeah, you know, I think the problem with that now is, you know, it's like you said, you know, when people think about Tim Brown, even though I did finish my, my last year with Tampa, uh people know me as being a Raider. And Raider Nation understands that I am a Raider. And uh, I mean there was a point in my career where I didn't know if I would finish as a career uh, as a Raider. I mean early in my career I actually signed a deal with the Broncos because me and Mr. Davis couldn't get along. 
So I, I just figured that it was time to get, a, get up out of town instead of, <laughs> you know, fighting the same thing Marcus Allen tried to fight for so many years. Um, so that being said, you know, uh, the, the best thing I think that happened was that they brought me back. And, you know, I realized at that point that I was going to be there for a while. And I locked into Raider Nation. I locked into everything about being a Raider. And I just rolled the thing out as long as I possibly can, uh, possibly could. And, and quite honestly, honestly, I was upset when they let me go because that was going to be my last year and I wanted to do it in the silver and black. Uh. But uh, they, they, they didn't see fit to do that. But so, yeah, you know, I, I think, um, you know, these guys miss out on a lot, man. It, it's something to be able to walk, you know, uh, walk around the state of California or, or, or really wherever where Raider Nation is, 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 a, is around and just hear people go, Mr. Raider, you know, or, yeah. or Raider Nation or whatever, Raider, whatever, you know. I mean, that's something that uh, for the rest of your life you, you have uh, attached to you. No question. And I think it's so valuable for the player and it's valuable for the franchise. And I just think it's kind of got lost in the shuffle for sure. Tim Brown, our guest right now on Unpacking It. And, and of course, we're, we're getting close to the NFL draft coming up. And, you know, back in 1988, you were a, a top prospect what what do you remember about the the draft process, like the, the month or two leading up to the draft? What what comes to mind? Oh man, you know it was really um, there was some talk that Atlanta, who had the number one pick, were they didn't know if they were going to go offense or defense. And uh, about a month prior, they decided that they were going to go uh, defense with Andre Bruce. And I think they actually signed him, or you know had the contract ready. I guess they couldn't sign him, but had the contract ready before. You know, they knew they had negotiated the whole deal. So and we were upset because, you know, he had took less than the guy, the first round guy the year before, the first pick guy the year before. So it sort of set our market pretty low. Uh, but, you know, so after that, you know, my whole thing was getting to a team where I thought that I could grow. You know, my last year at Notre Dame, I spent in the wishbone offense. So, so playing receiver in the NFL was not going to be the easiest thing in the world for me. So, um, so I, I know I knew I didn't think that I can go to a team where I, I could be the savior right away and go out and, and day one start playing um, <clears throat> playing receiver, you know the way I, I wanted to. So I think from that standpoint, man, getting to the Raiders was was a real blessing. Now I don't know what my agent told Cincinnati, Tampa Bay, uh, Detroit. Um, who was it? It was Atlanta, Detroit, Cincinnati, Kansas City, and Tampa Bay. <laughs> So I don't know what he told them to get me to the Raiders. Yeah, but I think he told him I had a I had an auntie to die or something in the city or something crazy like that. So <laughs> that that's what it takes. No, that, that that's cool. And so even as you think back to then and the way that kind of it was set up and 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 the combine and all those different things, how much has it changed or what jumps out to you most about just how things are are so much different in the, the time leading up to the draft? Yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, uh, I don't know if they had official pro days at the time, you know, um, you know, but I think I probably had one of the first pro days because I went to the combine and I did uh, all the only thing I did was ran the 40 because that was the only question that I thought people had of me was mm. what um, what kind of 40 time I ran. So I ran two sub four forties and no one could believe what they what they were saying. So they wanted me to run a third time, but I was like, I'm not running anymore. So Gil Brand, I never forget, he was chasing me out the building as I was walking out. He was mad because I wasn't doing any more drills. But um, I just didn't think I just didn't think that uh, what I had been told that the question mark was my speed. So mm-hmm. once I proved the people I could run, 
uh, we decided to leave, but uh, we did announce that I would be, you know, working out, um, you know, later on at Notre Dame. And um, so we had, I think at that time, it was only 28 teams in the league. So uh, we had 27 of the 28 teams to show up. I, I still, I think that, that team that did show up was the Rams, <laughs> if I remember correctly. But um, yeah, so, you know, we, we did what we had to do in a more controlled environment. And uh, things went well for us, but you know, yeah, I mean, it's totally different now. We, I didn't go to, we didn't have no New York deal, you know. I, I found out when I got drafted by the Raiders, sitting in my apartment at, in South Bend. Yeah. Um, so you know, it, it's it's totally totally different now, obviously. It, it is. It's a huge deal, and and all the the hype that that builds uh, the, these next few weeks for sure uh, before the the big draft. Tim Brown, our guest right now on Unpacking It. Heisman Trophy winner at, at Notre Dame and, and Hall of Fame wide receiver in the NFL uh, with the, the Oakland Raiders. And, and Tim, we love talking sports and football here on the show, but we also love talking faith and family and, and life and, and know that, that your faith is extremely important to you. And in, in keeping up with your, uh, your Twitter page, people can see you, know, you, you love posting Bible verses. And, and I'm just curious, what, what is your approach to studying scripture and and really diving into to God's word on a daily basis. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh man that's the only way that you can stay strong, you know. I mean, um you know, people think being a Christian is the easy thing to do. It, it's it's not. <laughs> you know, it's not that you're going to be perfect, but certainly if you're trying to do what God wants you to do in this world that we live in, it's uh it's going to be difficult, especially if you're not, you know, um, getting your strength on a day-to-day basis, man. You know, whether that's by prayer or whether that's by, uh, well, both by prayer and by reading, you know what I mean? So uh, a couple of years ago, I had the opportunity to go to um, Israel, and I just came back from that trip saying I had to do something different. I had to, you know, I don't know what I could have done differently at the time, but when I got back, you know, what God laid on my heart was, hey, just put a scripture out every day. Hmm. You know, put a scripture out reminding people who I am, you know, and um, so so that's what I'm trying to do, man. You know, my kids sometimes get mad at me. Will you please stop posting scriptures, Dad, please? <laughs> Can you please do something fun? So uh, so every once in a while I do that once, um, you know, if if I do something, I think it's fun. But uh, but for the most part, I, I just feel it's a great uh, avenue for me, be, to, for me to be able to get the word out to people who may not uh, think about it on a day-to-day basis, you know. No question. Get get in front of people, and, and, and we can learn and, and soak it in for sure. And so then for you personally, what, what has God been teaching you recently? What, what are some of the things that, that you've kind of just personally uh, grown or understood in a, in a new and fresh way? Uh, you know, patience, man, you know, I mean, things happen in your life, you know, whether they're good or bad. Um, and, you know, to me, it, it's all about, you know, uh, let, me, let me just put it this way. Um, you know, years ago, I, I was so in tune to what I wanted to do more so than what God wanted, wanted me to do. Ooh. And I think, you know, once I got to the point that I understood that what I wanted to do wasn't necessarily what God wanted me to do. Even though what I wanted to do wasn't a bad thing, you know, it was something positive, but that's not the avenue God wanted me to take. And, you know, I think, you know, once I realized that you may have a good idea, but God has a better idea because the idea or the plan that he has for you is always going to be much better than the plan you have for yourself. Mm. It may be a tougher road. It may not be the, the exact way you want it to get there, 
But I think, you know, if we can ever get to that point, and I, and that's my prayer on a day-to-day basis, Lord, allow me to hear your voice on a day-to-day, on a day-to-day basis and, and overrule my own voice because, you know, that's when you get into trouble, man. And that's when I, let me talk about me. I like talking about myself, <laughs> not other people. That's when Tim Brown gets in trouble is when Tim trying to do, tries to do what Tim, you know, thinks is best and not allowing, you know, the Holy Spirit to lead, lead him the way he should, you know. Amen. I'm right there with you. So I, I, I can I can agree. And, and it's man, it's so different when we actually yield to, to what he wants us to do and, and to get out of the way and let right. him let him move and work. And and it's remarkable what he'll do. And, and, and you, you mentioned the, uh, the the trip to Israel. That, that would probably take a full show to, to unpack and, and to discuss. <laughs> but uh, but but maybe one one big takeaway that you can share with us today that that might be an encouragement to us that, that you learned there. Well, you know, we, we had the opportunity. Well, there were two really big takeaways for me was, you know, um, uh, being baptized in the Jordan River. Yeah. Uh, that was that was huge. Um, and my wife and I got a chance to go in the tomb where Christ's body laid after, you know, the crucifixion. We had a chance to go and, and, and pray in the tomb, just the two of us. You know, you, you only get like two minutes in there because they got a line of a thousand people. Oh, I bet. But it was an amazing, amazing moment for you, you know. I mean, it was just, you know, I mean, look, you've been reading the Bible all your life. You've been talking God, you know, for most of your life, you know, but in that moment, God felt extremely real, (laughs) you know, and, you know, it felt like the Bible was like alive, you know, right in front of me. And um, so, you know, that's just something that I'll never forget. And and quite frankly, I can't wait to, uh, to go back. Oh, you'll be able to go back. That's that's awesome. Uh, I'm 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 jealous and, no and and desire to to make that trip myself. So that that's cool to hear. And wow, that, that's powerful stuff. Uh, as we're wrapping up with with Tim Brown here on unpacking it. N- now that you're no longer playing, what what are some of the other passions and and maybe what ways is God using you at this stage of your life? Well, you know, I, I do a lot of speaking, man. You know, men's con- I actually spoke at a men's conference last night here in Dallas and, oh, nice. uh, you know, try and go and speak to the youth as much as I can. I am one of the leaders of our, of our, of our church, the, the youth department um, here in Dallas. So uh, so I'm trying my best, and um, and it's really, you know, the, the that kind of speaking and, and working with the kids, man, is really what it's all about. And, you know, I find great uh, comfort in that and, and, um, and, and trying to do the right thing there, no doubt about it. Um, business wise, man, you know, we, we got so many things that we're, we're able to get involved in and uh, God has just been blessing in, in so many different ways. And we just, uh, try and honor him and all we do, you know, and I think from that standpoint, you know, if you can get that done, you know, um, you know, being an athlete, man, I was talking about this last night a little bit, you know, being an athlete, sometimes it's tough to give God the glory because, you know, you're working out and you're doing all the running and you're studying the plays, you're doing this, and you think, man, this is me. Hmm. But, you know, you have to realize it's God giving you the ability to do those things. So, right. um, so but for, for me, you know, to, to be able to uh, stand up and, and uh, you know, talk to the kids and talk to the men or, you know, wherever I may be, and be able to express, you know, the goodness of, of, of God is uh, is something I'm always willing to do. Well, I, I can affirm it because I've heard you speak before when you were in Charlotte and and did an awesome job. And so appreciate your your message and, and what you're doing to, to speak to men and, and the youth and, and appreciate all that you shared today with us on Unpacking It. And uh, it's a it's a fun time 
of the year as NFL fans with free agency, and, and so cool to hear uh, what's going on with the Raiders, and, and glad to hear you're, you're excited about the, the big move for Antonio Brown. And so uh, thanks for coming on to, to talk about it today, and, and we wish you the best with all that you're doing. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you, man. Really appreciate your time. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. He's Tim Brown, Mr. Raider, joining us here on Unpacking It.